Welcome to Straight from the CPA's Mouth, your connection to the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center, Alberta CPAs, and business professionals. This podcast, presented by the CPA Education Foundation, features Alberta chartered professional accountants and others sharing their expertise and insights on a wide range of topics. Tune in regularly for eye-opening looks on leadership, business, education, and many issues of the day, straight from the CPA's mouth. Before we begin, in honour of the 94 calls to action put forth by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada, we'd like to acknowledge that CPA Education Foundation offices are situated on the traditional Treaty 6 and Treaty 7 territories. The Foundation acknowledges that we reside on traditional and ancestral territories of many Indigenous, First Nations, Métis and Inuit peoples. Their histories and culture influence our community to this day. The CPA Education Foundation is committed to helping build a province where Indigenous peoples and their voices and experiences are heard, valued, respected, and celebrated. Welcome back to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. My name is Nikkei Fabi with the CPA Education Foundation, and I'll be your host for this episode. Nonprofits are the heart of Alberta business. Collectively, the nonprofit sector contributes $5.5 billion in GDP to the Alberta economy. An incredible feat for sure. There are over 26,000 nonprofit organizations and charities in Alberta, and I have a feeling that most have heard of the nonprofit we'll be discussing today Ronald McDonald House Charities Alberta. In Alberta, there are four Ronald McDonald houses that provide relief for families dealing with a child's critical illness. Each year, hundreds of families across the province, the country, and beyond are supported by this incredible charity. Joining me today is Desiree Bedard, CPA CGA, Director of Finance for RMHC Alberta. Desiree is here to chat about her pathway to working at a nonprofit the importance of finding a powerful purpose in your work life, and how Alberta's Ronald McDonald houses are supporting families. It's time to hear it straight from the CPA's mouth. Desiree, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Nikkei, for having me. Yeah, of course. I feel like this is very timely. Um, CPA Alberta recently created a video called The Face of the Nonprofit Sector. So what a great time to talk to a CPA who is working in nonprofit. Yeah, not-for-profit is really, um, it's a passion for me. It, it it connects, you know, my ability to do financial um, applications and really give back to the community all at once. Uh, and it's just really feels good. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners who might not be as familiar with RMHC Alberta, could you share a bit about the organization and how you fit into the idea of family-centered care? Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, Ronald McDonald House Charities actually started more than 40 years ago. It was founded um, in the United States in, in Philadelphia, uh, and it um, it started as a home away from home. So uh, the, the real mandate around RMHC is that, you know, when a child is sick, the whole family is sick. Uh, so RMHC Alberta, it provides a place to stay for families who need to travel for medical reasons. Um, we're one of 13 chapters in Canada, and there are over 270 chapters worldwide. Uh, each chapter is individually licensed, and they fundraise and they execute the mission themselves. Uh, but, you know, we're much more than just a place to spend the night. Uh, we have much more programming that really supports the entire family. There are meal supports, there's recreation, there's a whole community feel within the house. We really say it's a a home within a house. That's how you feel when you walk into RMHC. 
I love that, a home within a house. And what a great opportunity as a CPA to kind of contribute to that mission. So before you joined RMHC Alberta, you worked in the private sector. Um, So what inspired you to make a change? You know what, I've actually been really lucky in my career. Um, I felt passionate both in my position in the private sector and in my not-for-profit sector. Uh, I I would say my personal priorities shifted. I have two beautiful daughters, and, and, um, you know, as I was on maternity leave, I I did some volunteering for the Ronald McDonald House. I I vividly remember going to the Ronald McDonald House and and baking, um, and I met the director of finance at the time, um, and it really did feel like a home. Like you walk in, you get the tour of the whole facility uh, and it doesn't, you know, it it looks like a hotel from the outside because it's rather large and there's 38 bedrooms within it and there's a lot of common space. So it looks like a hotel by its size, but it feels like a home Mm -hmm. on the inside. And and the people who were working there and the volunteers, they were all very passionate. And so, um, you know, my personal priority is just, I, I felt this kind of shift and I wanted to focus my career more in the not-for-profit realm and um, I was lucky when an opportunity came up and I just kind of jumped at the chance. That's great. Yeah. I know even one thing in that video that we just launched about non-for-profit, they were talking about how, you know, they just wanted their values to align um, with the work that they were doing. So I think that's very much what you've described to us right there. Um, So what skills did you have as a CPA that made you stand out a standout candidate for the current role that you have with RMHC? Um, these are going to be kind of the skills that, you know, CPA kind of, uh, you hear a lot when, when, you're, uh, when you're researching whether you want to be a CPA or whether you want to go down this path in your career. There's a real focus on financial uh, fluency. So, you know, the ability to, you know, read financial statements, prepare financial statements, a lot of big picture thinking, um, especially, you know, if you want to take on a director of finance role, it, it's one of the critical accountabilities that you're you're responsible for is big picture thinking and strategic planning. And so those were really some of the skills that, uh, you know, drew me to this position. Mm -hmm. So there are any tips that you can share with our listeners on finding a career or position that they're passionate about? Well, uh, it's a lot of self-reflection. Uh, you have to know what, what you're passionate about, for one. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody takes the time to... You get so busy with work and with life, it, it's hard to separate yourself for a second and uh, you know, ask yourself, what are you really passionate about? Uh, what are your core val- values? Uh, you know, is the organization you're with, do you align core values um, you know, that you do personally? And what inspires you? What gives you drive? Uh, I mean, I, I had already shared that I... I felt very passionate about my time in the private sector and the not-for-profit sector, uh, and they spoke to me in different for different reasons. Uh, and and it really it doesn't feel like work when you wake up every day and you love what you do. Uh, so you know you really got to ask yourself what do you what do you want to do? How do you want to grow? And how can you get there? Mm-hmm. That's so true, and I love that idea about kind of figuring out what your core values are. I know for myself, I, I volunteer with an organization and we were doing kind of like an identity assessment. So uh, they asked us, you know, what things do you think make up your core identity? And it was actually a really challenging exercise to participate in to really think about, okay, who am I and what do I enjoy and what type of values actually make up who I am? So I think a hundred percent you hit the nail on the head by saying that it's important to first figure out your values and then kind of go from there. Yeah, and I don't think it's something that you do easily. Like it, it actually, it, like I said, you get busy with work, you get busy with life. You have to self-reflect on on what is what you're passionate about and what really speaks to you. Mm-hmm. That is so true. 
So what differences have you noticed? I noticed you talked a little bit about, or you mentioned you talked a little bit about um, strategic planning has been something that was big, one one of the big skills um, as a CPA that has helped you in this role. But um, what differences have you noticed between the private and nonprofit sectors? I get asked this a lot, actually, and I think I think this the answer is really shocking to people uh, because there aren't that many differences. There's more similarities, um, and I and I vividly remember because actually when I had applied for this position, I, I had no not for profit experience, and so that is one of the first questions you get asked is, oh, well, how how is it that you feel that you can work for not for profit without any experience? I feel like my experience with the private sector has given me a lot of experience to look at the not-for-profit sector in a lens that possibly doesn't get looked at all the time. You know, I look at it as a business, uh, which is not always how people, that's not always their first step, is to look at it as a, as a business. And so I notice a lot more similarities than I do differences. Um, you know, there's, you know, the mechanics of your daily financial tasks, those are all the same. You follow the same daily tasks, you have the same due diligence that's required, financial analysis is similar, uh, and you still mitigate risks on a on a you know monthly quarterly basis the context may be slightly different but the principles are the same fiscal growth and sustainability is also crucial in both the the private sector and the not for profit sector a uh, business a private business may invest in future products or services but the not for profit sector they invest in future missions so they're also investing in growing their business as well that's a really great point yeah you know, some of the differences that I do notice, you know, the stakeholders are different. So instead of uh, having owners and clients and shareholders, you'll have directors and donors and volunteers and the actual people that you serve every single day. So, um, you know, the biggest difference for me personally is that I can see the impact daily. When I walk into the house, I see the faces of the families that we serve every day and that 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 moves me. Absolutely. I think the community impact piece is huge. And I think a lot of times, like you said, in other sectors that is kind of overlooked, but I even know within like CPA Alberta and our own CPA Education Foundation, we focus a lot on like that community impact side and making sure that we're telling stories and things like that. So yeah, that's actually where I volunteered for Ronald McDonald House Alberta was through the CPA. Uh, you know, they had set up um, a couple volunteer days and it was baking in the house and another one was cleaning in the house. And those are the two times I, I actually volunteered for Ronald McDonald House was through CPA Alberta. So yeah, those thank volu- you for that connection. <laughs> of course. Yeah, those volunteer weeks. I know a lot of CPAs within the Alberta community really enjoy those days. So are there any experiences? So kind of reflecting on your time at RMHC, are there any experiences that you had with families who've stayed at the Ronald McDonald House that helped um, to grow your connection to your role in finance? It's hard to pinpoint one single story. We often share mission moments. And and I had just previously mentioned, you know, just looking in the faces and seeing the moms and dads, seeing the aunts and uncles, seeing the children in the houses. I I look them in the eye every single day. Um, And we refer to these mission moments quite often. and, And I don't recall ever not feeling moved by a story that we've shared ever. Um... Some of them, you know, bring me to tears and some of them just make me feel good. Uh, You know, the families we serve every single day make me grateful for the ability to use my financial skills uh, for such a powerful purpose. You know, and it really puts a lot of things into perspective for me. Uh, You know, RMHC Alberta, we save families $6.5 million annually in accommodation, meal support, and other supports. Uh, So it's it's crucial. And, you know, one in four 
Canadians have either stayed in a Ronald McDonald house or know somebody who has. So it really, you know, you you may be you may not know somebody in your community who is using Ronald McDonald house or has used them in the past. It's it's a mission that is really important. Um, and, and you know, we talked about it being uh, family centered care. We really connect families to uh, the medical support that they need when they have to travel. So you know, can you imagine the stress and the anxiety of you know? having your child being diagnosed, you don't live in the city that you need to have medical treatment, you have to drop everything that day. What do you do? Do you check into a hotel? Do you do you quit your job? Like, how do you stay with your child and support your child? That's what the Ronald McDonald House is there for. The only qualification to stay at a Ronald McDonald House is that you have to travel for medical needs for a child and that you live outside the city limits. So really, it, it's, it serves a need for a really big population of people. Absolutely. Like it seems like the barriers to entries are quite low, which I think is good because like you said, if you do have to, you know, quit your job, find a place to stay, I think that would be really, really a difficult decision. So it's really nice to see RMHC being able to support families in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the whole family, because, you know, you have other children, uh, you know, there's two parents at home, there's grandparents at home, but what do you do with your other children? Like it's... uh, you know, it's not something I have experienced personally, but I, I, I can put myself in the shoes of, of these, you know, parents and it would be a very, very challenging time. And it's, it's good to have the support of the Ronald McDonald House when it's needed. Absolutely. So I think many people, when they hear Ronald McDonald House, um, their first thought is McDonald's. Um, so how do your corporate partnerships play a role in supporting families? Yeah, it's very true. Um, my daughter's growing up, they... Uh, they do feel like they support the Ronald McDonald House every time they purchase a Happy Meal. And the, in, in actuality, they do. That is that is factual. Um, you know, and, and my daughter, when she was little, she would call it McDonald House. Uh, but, you know, McDonald's is our founding and forever partner. Uh, they were initially involved in launching that first Ronald McDonald House uh, over 40 years ago. And, and they now you know, help us mitigate this global network of charities today. So they, they really connect us in that way. Um, they are our largest donor. They uh, provide monetary and food donated items. Uh, and they annually to RMHC Alberta, they give about 20 to 25% of our operational funding every year. However, we do have to fundraise for all of the rest. So, you know, our provincial um, owner-operators, we work very closely with the provincial owner-operators for McDonald's, and they support us with, you know, in all the ways that they can. But our communities really generously support us. Uh, they do. They give us donations. They are event sponsorships. Um, they do lots of volunteer work. And, you know, they even host their own community events. So we will be forever grateful to our founding and forever partner. But really, it, it's still, we get a lot of support from the community and our other corporate donors. So don't want to, don't want to not recognize them as well. (laughs) Absolutely. Because like you said, they still make up a good 75% of um, your operating income. So that's great. So, you know, once you have fundraised, how do you turn um, those personal or corporate donations into programming for families? Yeah, and this is the really fun part about Ronald McDonald House. So this is what makes it a home. This is what makes it feel like a home when you walk in the door because it's so much more than just a bed to stay. Uh, and again, this is often a question that we are asked you know, by our donors. You know, What's the difference between you and a hotel? Well, these are the reasons why you know, we're different than a hotel. So there, um, there's a number of different programming, programming that we offer, uh, and some of them are core and some of them are seasonal or rotational in nature. So you know, we have a home for dinner program 
program that is probably our big signature program that everybody knows about. If if you volunteered at Ronald McDonald House, it's likely for the Home for Dinner program. Uh, you know, we provide dinner for the families every single night and sometimes a brunch on the weekends. So that uh, that's all run by volunteers. Volunteers come in and they buy the food and then they make the food for the families. Uh, we also have baking programs and, you know, various other food items that, that families have access to. The magic room, the magic room is a big one. So um, it's a room in every single house uh, and it's filled with every single thing that a child would want. You know, picture a, a toy store. Um, you know, you walk in and you know, your your children's eyes will light up to see all the things. Uh, and so the Magic Room is there to support um, children. You know, you get to visit the Magic Room when you check out, uh, but also if you're if you reach a milestone in your treatment, if you're having just a rough day, uh, if you're a sibling and you're having a tough day, uh, they'll get a magic room visit. And uh, the magic rooms are really ma- <laughs> they're really magical. Uh, not to you know play on words, but they <laughs> they really are. They look like a little theme park in themselves, and um, it's really meant to to lift the spirits. And so that's a really really important one that we do every day. We also operate a shuttle program. So our Calgary and our Edmonton houses, uh, we have a shuttle program to transport the families to the hospital because as we all know, parking can be uh, a little bit atrocious and at some expensive. of the hospitals. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So another way that we support families is giving them a ride to the and so that operates every single day from 9am till 9pm and you can get a ride to the hospital. We also have laundry rooms. We have personal service rooms. So, you know, we have massage services and haircutting services. Uh, we have pet therapy. We have crafts. We have lots of holiday programming. Uh, so, you know, really promoting that community feel. Uh, get your mind off of what you're dealing with that day. Sit down and talk to some of the other parents in in the house at the time. The kids get to play with each other. It's uh, it's all really meant to to focus on community and family. Absolutely. And really just kind of, you know, making it one less thing that, you know, the families have to worry about. So I think what a great way to support families through those difficult times. So you did talk a little bit earlier about, you know, viewing um, non-for-profit through more of a business lens and the importance of financial analysis. Uh, But how does financial responsibility fit into how a non-profit operates? Yeah, so um, you know, fiscal responsibility is a really integral part of not-for-profit. Uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of really written into all of our um, being. Like the, we exist, and it's very strategically dictated how we can operate. So it starts with our board of directors. Our, bo- our board of directors is is really integral in setting the stage to set up our organization, um, and that that goes down to uh, incorporating a set of bylaws that we have to operate by. There are various policies that have to be made that coincide with those bylaws. Uh, you know, the the bylaws also dictate that we have to form certain committees. We have to have audited financial statements. So again, all of that is integral around fiscal responsibility. RMHC Alberta, as similar to other chapters and some not-for-profits, we also hold charitable licenses. So we hold those licenses with the, the province of Alberta and with the CRA. Uh, and that really gives us the ability to fundraise uh, and solicit for donations. And it gives us the ability to issue tax receipts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again... Fiscal responsibility and you know the government of Alberta and the CRA those those kind of go simultaneously uh, and we must comply with all of those guidelines in order to um, maintain those those licenses that we have to do. Myself personally, um, as the head of finance, my obligation really is 
to the donors uh, and to the, the to the families that we serve. So, uh, you know, I mentioned I get to see them face to face. And so, you know, it's almost like a more moral obligation for myself to do right by both. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very grateful for the donors who give us their hard-earned money to, to support our mission every single day. Um, and, and, you know, I see the families. I see the families in need. Uh, you know, we, we recently did a study because RMHC Alberta does want to expand in the near future. Uh, and we're, we're meeting 10% of the need for families with, with uh, children who need medical support. And, uh, you know, we always want to serve more and we always want to serve our mission in the future and we want to grow and expand. Uh, and so really it's that moral obligation and the obligation to follow all of those guidelines appropriately uh, to make sure that we're doing just that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it seems like, like you said, especially because you in the position that you're in, you have such close ties, like you said, you see the families. So being able to provide support and impact and being directly tied to the values and the missions of RMHC, I think is something that's really, really honorable. So I think that is a really great place uh, to leave things. Desiree, thank you so much for sharing your passions for families with our listeners. Um, I guess to end the episode, I'd like to ask you, how can people get involved with RMHC Alberta if they're interested? Yeah, absolutely. They can get involved in a variety of ways. Uh, You know, they can volunteer. So you can volunteer in the house. Um, You can volunteer for the Home for Dinner program, as I had mentioned. Um, You can volunteer to drive the shuttle if you want to be a shuttle driver. Uh, you can you can get involved in some of our fundraising activities. So we do host annual events. We have golf tournaments all across Alberta. Uh, we have an annual shoot, a clay shoot up in Grand Prairie. Uh, we have a run. So if you want to get involved that way, um, you can follow us on social media. So we have a number of different platforms that you can follow us. You can sign up for our newsletter. You know, you can even just you know give us a give us a shout. And when the house is open, it's not currently open to guests. But if it if it was open and you wanted to take a tour of Ronald McDonald House, I'm sure that that would absolutely be uh, available to you. Well, thank you so much for sharing all those ways that our listeners can get involved um, with RMHC Alberta. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. This episode featured Desiree Bedard, CPA CGA, Director of Finance for RMHC Alberta. Don't forget to subscribe to the Straight from the CPA's Mouth mailing list for exclusive content. If you like what you're hearing, have ideas for future episodes, or have any feedback you'd like to share, email us at knowledgecenter at cpaalberta.ca or leave us a comment on social media. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Straight from the CPA's Mouth is produced by the CPA Education Foundation, the charitable arm of the CPA profession in Alberta. This podcast is made possible by Brian Heshey, FCPA FCA. Thanks to Brian's generous donation, the foundation created the Heshey CPA Knowledge Center, a virtual hub of resources for all Albertans. Find out more about the foundation and the Knowledge Center at cpaalberta.ca slash foundation.